The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. It's Monday night in Atlanta, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket Athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by Georgia Power, bringing you the energy for every game day and to your community, too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. Now, to get things started, we head live to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And happy Monday night to you. Welcome into another edition of GT60 here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Full hour of Georgia Tech basketball talk ahead and a lot to talk about. If you were with us or you listened on the radio this past Saturday as Georgia Tech finally authors a close win at McCamish 64-58 over North Carolina State. They sweep the season series with the Wolfpack for the first time since 1996 and certainly gives them a burst of energy and momentum heading into the week, which features a pair of games tomorrow night versus Morehouse here at McCamish and then Saturday back in ACC play when the Jackets travel to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. We'll review what happened at McCamish versus North Carolina State, preview the games ahead this week, and we'll look forward, of course, to doing so with your phone calls and your tweets, which you can line up right now, 866-477-7020. The hashtag on Twitter is GT60. I'm Andy Demetra. We'll be joined momentarily by head coach Josh Pan. First, some news, and it's of the good variety. As a few hours earlier, Jose Alvarado was named ACC Player of the Week, recorded his first career double-double versus Louisville on Wednesday, 13 points, a career-high 10 rebounds. Then he followed that up with not only 26 points against NC State, not only eight rebounds, but a career-high and school-record nine steals against the Wolfpack. That ninth steal broke Kenny Anderson's school record for steals in the game, which had stood since 1991. Some impressive company that Jose now joins and honored this week with ACC Player of the Week honors. And uh, we are always honored to have him in the building with us here on GT60. And not a moment too soon, let's welcome in the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastor. Coach, good to see you. How are you? Good to see you, Andy. Uh, a few things to start off the show. Um, as you mentioned there with Jose Alvarado, uh, set the steals record. <clears throat> we said after the game it was eight, but actually <clears throat> it was upon further review. Upon as they say. further review by the world famous Mike Moose Stamus, our famous SID. He did have nine steals, which is uh, the school record, um, and he beat Kenny Anderson, who who was originally at eight. So it's a great honor for Jose. And then Jose got ACC Player of the Week, which is not easy to get considering he wasn't like he just shot the daylights out of it. He got it based on defense, on what he did with Nawara, his ten defensive rebounds, and then the nine steals, and willed us to the win on, on Saturday. Um <clears throat> And, uh, and look, we needed every ounce of energy from him because there was no Michael DeVoe uh, as he was out. He's still day by day. He's questionable. Will he play for tomorrow? He's questionable. Uh, but we're just taking it one day at a time. We're not going to rush anything. He's got uh, His foot is sore, and we'll just take it from there. Um, so really good there with, with uh, Jose Alvarado. Um, I would like to uh, – it was great meeting your dad, who was at the game Saturday. Thought he gave us a great lift and a great uh, um, uh, boost. So it was great meeting your dad there, Andy. I'm just impressed he didn't mouth off to the officials one time well, on Saturday. That's okay. We could always use a little extra, <laughs> a little extra umph on that. But uh, and then also want to just uh, address the the Kobe Bryant situation. Sure. You know, because obviously a lot of people have asked me about it being in basketball and and having a team. Um, <clears throat> you know, yesterday 
my sister had actually texted me the thing from TMZ that uh, you know Kobe Bryant was died in a plane crash or in a helicopter crash. And uh, of course, she, I right when I saw that, I was like, no way. And I turned on the television looking because usually if that happened, there'd be breaking news all over the place. There was nothing to be seen. But I so I I, I was gonna text our guys that that link. But I wanted to make I didn't want to do it and not, and not be accurate. And but you know TMZ has been pretty accurate on a lot of on a, on a lot of stuff. So um, <clears throat> I ended up actually texting it to them saying, guys, I got this report. I don't know if it's true. I'm praying that it's not true um, because we're on a group chat. You know all of our players and staff and everything. And I said I'm praying that it's not true, but I just wanted you to be aware so you're not caught off guard. And um, and then obviously a few minutes later it became. It reported on television that he had unfortunately perished in a helicopter crash, and <clears throat> I did let our guys know it is. And of course, all the guys' like response, right, was like, "Wow, no way, coach. Are you serious? This can't be happening. No way, no way." You know what I mean? And um, and it's amazing the amount of impact uh, that he made for the for that generation of player because. You know, growing up like the Michael Jordan was, you know, was mm-hmm. was like with Magic Johnson for me and, and Larry Bird and, and Michael Jordan. But you know, for the guys, the 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 hero superstar, um, um, you know, just role model guy that everyone had looked in the, especially in the grassroots world, in between Michael Jordan and LeBron James in the era of the kids that were coaching and are is Kobe Bryant. He was kind of the bridge between the two. And, um, um, and so it, 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 it was awfully sad for that to happen. Obviously it affected so many people worldwide who never met Kobe. I mean, our guys on our team were just devastated and they've never met Kobe before in their life. Um, and that just shows you the power that, that he had. And then just the, the tragedy, the, the tragic moment of, of, of the helicopter, but not only Kobe, the eight other people as well mm-hmm. too, and little girls in there. It's just, it's, it's just an awful day, and and just again, it's a reminder of, as I like to talk about, EPIP, every possession is precious, ESIP, every second is precious, and and that just goes to show you. So, um, you know, I just to you know, people that ask me, have you, did you ever cross paths with Kobe Bryant? Uh, you know, I, I met him. Um, Luke Walton, who I coached when I was at the University of Arizona, and then he was my assistant at Memphis for a short time, was his longtime teammate with the Lakers, won multiple championships with him. So at times when the Lakers would be in, in town for the play the Memphis Grizzlies, I would go by practice, and, you know, I would say, hello, just introduce myself to Kobe. But, you know, he didn't know who I was or anything like that. But um, but I, So I didn't have a relationship with him or anything. Like that. But, but, but Luke Walton, and I'm on a chat, a bunch of Arizona guys who I coached or I was an assistant with, and played with at the time and and Luke is on one of the guys and he just he texted in yesterday and just said how devastated and sick he was and how much because Luke loved Kobe Bryant he loved Kobe and Luke would tell me stories about Kobe about how hard he worked you know you hear all those things about the work ethic and just the 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 the, the drive to be just to be incredible of just the to be the best and the insane workouts and the time and the effort, it was all true and even more so. And and when you hear what he's, how Luke t- described him, like the guy was just an assassin on the court and in the practice gym, um, and he took nothing for granted. I mean, it didn't matter who he was playing. Andy, it could be you or me, and his whole thing would be to, you know, 
12 nothing if we were going to 12 i mean it just that was his mentality to you know and not everybody has that as you know not it's it's that's something that's ingrained you can't do a drill to teach that and he just something had that and uh, so our thoughts and prayers uh uh, to everybody, um, you know, at that, and that's obviously a big loss for basketball. He's way too young, and obviously for everybody else on the on that chop chapter. You know, I was saying in our press post in the in the media day today, you know, man, these helicopters. You know, when we were in Hawaii in the Diamond Head, if you remember, Andy, um, uh, Diamond, we were right there, Diamond Head. We mm-hmm. hiked it. You know, you were there, and and uh, like the day we left, there was a helicopter in Diamond Head that had done, taken a tour. And had crashed, and I think you know nine people had passed away in that one too. And it maybe didn't make it was on the news. Maybe didn't make as much of a national scene, but these just you just you just never know. E S I P every second is precious. Yeah, I'm still very solemn. Uh, last couple of days in the sports world, mourning the death of uh, Kobe Bryant. We know his legacy will continue to inspire many more basketball players, but like you said, gone way too soon. So certainly a sad day uh, for anybody who loves the sport of basketball, the sporting world at large, but uh, nonetheless, over these next 60 minutes, we still have a lot to uh, talk about regarding and your team and a lot that gave Georgia Tech fans reason to cheer this past weekend with the win over North Carolina State. Absolutely, and, and I would like to talk about the whole week, and I know we're going to come to a break here in, in shortly, but I want to talk about the whole week about the Louisville game. I want to talk about the last shot. I want to talk about our, our game plan going into NC State and, and just a couple things um, uh, uh, like that. And, and, and again, it's a great reminder of um, <clears throat> of you know, in, 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 in with talking about Kobe Bryant, and we'll talk about the Louisville and NC State game coming after the break, but talking about Kobe Bryant, you know, if you hear all the stories all day today and yesterday, kind of his remembrance of everything, um, uh, just about how, his competitive fire, how bad he wanted to win. And Jim Gray, you know, Jim, who's, I think, excellent, um, and he was close with Kobe, and it was interesting, he said this, and, and this is really embodies... Again, Jose Alvarado is not as good as Kobe Bryant, but just that type of mentality um, that um, uh, and why we helped us win the game on Saturday and, and, and how he's helped us is and what I've loved about him when I recruited him, I've said it. But Jim Gray said that, you know, Kobe Bryant was only committed to two things, winning and a competitive, you know, to, to be the very best. You know, he wasn't in the, he wasn't chasing fame, wasn't chasing glory, wasn't chasing money. He was just cha- winning and to, and and just that competitive fire to be the very best, and that's kind of like Jose. And again, Jose's not as good as Al, uh, Kobe Bryant, but and that's obvious. But what I'm saying is is just that 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 as any coach, you're attracted to those type of guys because they just don't allow anything other than playing as hard as they can every time they step on the floor. And you know, one the reason I recruited a Jose Alvarado, three star recruit. He's undersized. He's not some flashy point guard, but he's become one of the better guards in the league. And part of that is because in high school, he has talked about that winning is more important to him than breathing. And that is what embodies. That's what Kobe Bryant was. That's what those special guys that you can't teach that. You either have that inside you, like you have that drive, that fire, that competitive excellence that you're just going to do whatever it takes to find a way to get it done. You're going to play so darn hard. And uh, and uh, so I'm hoping, uh, you know, with the, the, the legacy that a guy like Kobe Bryant has left on a lot of these young guys that are looking up, you know, that have, that have looked up to him can say, hey, okay, what's the one thing I can take away 
is about his mentality on how to play the right mm-hmm. way and on the effort and the motor as we talk about. And, and for our own little team and a little small and the littlest of littlest of all little samples, a guy like Jose Alvarado embodies that with what, what kind of Kobe had. Yeah, the will to win is not something that you can quantify necessarily, but you know it when you see it. Absolutely. And Georgia Tech fans certainly saw that with your team on Saturday. 64-58, a winner for North Carolina State. Coming up tomorrow, be here 7.30 for tip-off. Georgia Tech versus Morehouse in a little crosstown showdown. We want to hear from you, of course. The hashtag on Twitter, GT60, 866-477-7020. The number to call toll-free. GT60 is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And we'll have more GT60 following this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit BuyFordNow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans, come check out what everyone's been talking about. Grindhouse Killer Burgers was voted Atlanta's best burger by Creative Loafing for five years running. Featuring beef, turkey, veggie, and the all-new Impossible Burger. Choose sides such as onion rings, award-winning chili, fresh salads, and indulge in our milkshakes, including our famous Boozy Shake. Visit our five locations throughout Metro Atlanta, which include dozens of local craft beers, wine, a full liquor bar, tons of patio seating, and TVs playing sports and cult movie classics. Live fast, eat well. Grindhouse Killer Burgers. Up-to-date breaking news on the Yellow Jackets, there's no better source than RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com provides detailed content and results on all Georgia Tech teams. With innovative photos, live game and coaches show broadcasts, and in-depth interviews about the Jackets, RamblinRec.com is your complete online source for Yellow Jacket sports news when you just have to know. Visit RamblinRec.com and make it your start page each time you log on to the web. Go to the source. Go to RamblinRec.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with an ice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. As we welcome you back to GT60, Andy Demetra, head coach Josh Pastor, Georgia Tech versus Morehouse. Meeting for the second time they played an exhibition back in November of 2006, which should be pretty fun as the Jackets welcome in the Maroon Tigers to McCamish tomorrow. We'll tip things off at 7.30. Again, if you missed the news earlier today, Jose Alvarado named ACC Player of the Week 
13 and 10 versus Louisville, and then Saturday, 26 points. Eight rebounds, a school record, nine steals versus North Carolina State. Similar scenarios in both those games, Coach, where your team needed to come back in the closing minutes. Different ending to both, but uh, what did you see out of the Louisville and North Carolina State games that uh, you feel you can build off heading into this week? Well, look, I, I've said it, Andy. <clears throat> First of all, um, uh, we have gotten better. We have really improved. You play the game of basketball. You play sports because of the scoreboard. You know, there's a winner, there's a loser. People, you know, that's that's there's a record. It is what it is. And unfortunately, our record doesn't match up with the improvement that we've had. We have gotten better. Um, and that's the key. When you're sitting in my chair as the head coach, you want to see your team improve and get better. And we have really gotten better. We're in the we're on the right trajectory, and uh, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, unfortunately, the record hasn't matched up to with how much we've improved. And and I've told people this, and publicly and privately, we are right at the doorstep. I mean, we are right there. And in order for us to get through the door to take the next step in the program, to have this rebuilt to a championship level program, which is our designed um, you know end game in it, um, is 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 to be able to get through the door. And to be able to get through the door, you have to learn how to win. And to learn how to win, you've got to learn how to win close games, how to get over that hump. And I thought Saturday was a great step in that direction, especially of the fact that we didn't have Michael DeVoe and other guys had to step up. We have lost a lot of close games. Well, easily we could have been sitting here in first place in the ACC, Andy, easily. But we have kind of bitter, you know, uh, we had some self-inflicted wounds that, that, that bit us in the rear. And uh, when you are fighting, scrapping, kicking, clawing to get yourself up the ladder, you've got to learn how to finish, how to close games, how to get over that hump. And that's why Saturday was important. Look, we do drills every day in practice or a lot of days in practice that are time and score situations. And, you're, and, and you try to simulate what it is like in a, in a game situation. Well, there is no drill that can simulate what it is to close out a game because in practice you're you're you know you have a time and score the loser's going to run you know whatever but but it's not the same pressure under duress uh fan you know noise and everything else there home or away and so the only way to learn those type of scenarios to become a championship level program and win those games is through real time game live experience and and uh, and we're right there. And our our guards have gotten better. We are getting better. I'm really proud of Khalid Moore, who hadn't seen a lot of time as of lately. And I started him Saturday with the absence of Michael DeVoe. I didn't know Michael DeVoe was not going to play until 10 minutes before tip-off. And in fact, the Louisville game, he wasn't. He he told me right before tip-off he wasn't going to play. And then he I, I you know then he said I want to give it a try. And he obviously played a lot of minutes. But so I put Khalid in, and Khalid has handled himself well for the most part on, on staying ready. And he came and did a really, really nice job for us defensively. I was really proud of Khalid and his readiness. I thought James Banks, who maybe it doesn't show up in the box score, but James Banks gave us great minutes. And look, he played 31 minutes, but, but his he affects the game in a lot of areas that doesn't show up in the box score just with his defensive presence. 
He's gotten so much better at the pick and 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 roll. Like his, his sprinting that we always talk about those first two three steps sprinting to the rim to to suck the defense in on on that guy sprinting to the rim. Um, he's gotten so much better at that. Um, his we're, we're working constantly on his on his second jump and third jump on offensive rebounding. We call the the use the word the terminology slice because in, in offensive rebounding. Uh, and we're spending a lot of time that with all of our guys, especially in film, um, because and we've gotten better at that. Like Jordan Usher has done a nice job. I thought Jordan Usher was really um, sound on Saturday. He had uh, seven rebounds, six assists, only two turnovers. Played a very, very co- complete game. But we use the word slice, and and seven of ten misses are miss long. And so slicing on offensive rebounding is all about foot advantage. You don't want fist advantage. You want foot advantage. I always tell our guys it's not a fist fight. It's a foot fight. And it's all about foot advantage, both defensively and offensively. Everything in basketball is about foot advantage. And so slicing underneath from the weak side when that ball is shot, you've got to be able to be in a great slice position, shoulders square to the backboard, elbows up, palms up, and, and you're right there in a great position for, for offensive rebounding. Like I said, 7 of 10 misses are miss long. But offensive rebounding, the best offensive rebounders are all about anticipation. They, they anticipate their teammate shooting the shot. And, and because you're on that floor, you have an advantage because you know the offense and you know when your teammate's going to shoot it. So that, that's what offensive, rebounds is, offensive rebounding is about, is about anticipation. Now, based on our offense, some of our guys are, spa- are are wider on the floor, and so they got to run and get. And I told them they got to get two feet in the paint to be considered that to be an offensive rebounder when you're not when you're behind the three point line. I thought Moses Wright, Jordan Usher, and James Banks and Evan Cole did a nice job with that on on um, on Saturday. I thought Evan Cole gave us great minutes. Um, he just his his effort, uh, his energy, uh, really came in and did a great job. I thought Bubba Parham's second half was really good. And look, we defended at a high level, held them to 37% from the field, 22% from three. We guarded. I mean, we're a very good defensive team, as as, as we've always been here, um, and we guarded at a high level. And I really think, because I give a lot of credit to North Carolina State, I think Coach Keats and does a great job. He's a great coach. They have a lot of talent. They're a very, very good basketball team. And um, But I, I thought we did a good job in our base out-of-bounds defense and our base out-of-bounds offense. Um, we did a nice job in those areas. And I told our team before the game, we've got to win the base out-of-bounds game. we got to win the free-throw line box-out game, both offensively and defensively. And um, and I thought ours, you know, that, you know, we, we – we did a nice job defensively to start the game to give us a good lead, to give us a little cushion to, to start. Yeah, sort of building on what you had said, Evan Cole, 11 points. That's an ACC career high for him. Khalid Moore, plus 13 on his plus minus, which led the team. And James Banks, six points, seven rebounds, but had those tip-ins in the final minute, the last one to put you guys ahead for good. So what he lacked maybe in sheer volume of points, he certainly made up for it in the timeliness of those field goals and also two more blocks as well, 53 on the year and uh, still among the ACC leaders in that category. We'll continue to break down what we saw Saturday versus the Wolfpack, and of course we want to break it down with you. The number toll-free, 866-477-7020. The hashtag on Twitter if you want to tweet your question GT60. We'll continue with more GT60 after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit buyfordnow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Court, a part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, is the nation's leading provider of transition services, including furniture rental for home and office, even furnishings, destination services, apartment locating, touring, and other services. With more than 100 offices, showrooms and clearance centers across the U.S., operations in the U.K., and partners in more than 80 countries, no other furniture rental company can match Court's breadth of services and company-wide commitment to making a house a home, an office a great place to work, and an event a memorable celebration. For more info, visit Court.com. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the DirectorsCup.com, USA Today, or L Directors Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. It's not just our color, it's our commitment. It defines us, drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 is brought to you by Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. It's Georgia Tech versus Morehouse tomorrow night at McCamish 730. And then the Jackets jump back into ACC play for the return matchup with Notre Dame in South Bend noon on Saturday. This all following the 64-58 win over North Carolina State on Saturday. That is uh, your fourth straight win over North Carolina State every game. It's, I think this is in like page two of your contract that every game you play versus North Carolina State has to come down to the wire. But a, a positive ending for the Yellow Jackets, thanks in no small part to Jose Alvarado, named today ACC Player of the Week. Let's talk about Khalid Moore. And we were recording the Georgia Tech basketball report last Thursday. You said on the show, I, I need to find ways to get Khalid Moore a role again off our bench. He started the year for you, and then his minutes reduced after Jordan Usher became eligible. We talked about his plus-minus being the highest on the team versus NC State. Was it a situation where you kind of had to talk Khalid through this reduction in playing time and make sure that he stayed ready so that when his name was called, like the case was on Saturday, he was able to deliver? Yeah, Andy, you know, look, I mean <clears> – <throat> 
it's a long season. There's a lot of games. Guys got to stay ready. A lot of things can happen. And Khalid got really good opportunity earlier this season, started a bunch of games, played a lot of minutes. And and going into Hawaii, we just weren't getting the offensive production that, that needed to happen. And so when Jordan Usher became eligible and Jose came back off of his injury, uh, Alvarado, then, you know, it, it, it took minutes from Khalid. And then as we continued to get better offensively, because a lot of times I went with the three guards, Bubba Parm, Michael mm-hmm. DeVoe, and uh, Jose Alvarado. And because of that, that took a lot of time um, for, away from Khalid. And a lot of games he didn't play, and some games only played a few minutes. And um, it was it was obviously nothing personal. It's just that's just kind of how it went. And he's a great defender. He did he had some great finishes for us on on Saturday. And if he just keeps things sound, like that first turnover in the game in the second or first turn in the second half, I'd pull him right out. I said, man, do your job. Do whatever you do. Do not turn that over. That EPIP, every possession is precious. I mean, that possession is too important. Now, I blame myself on that first play of the second half. Uh, the draw up wasn't a good draw up. I, I put Khalid in, a, in in the not in a good position there um uh, and and so that that falls that turnover falls squarely onto me however he just has to be so locked in on on being able to finish around the hoop doing his part in transition and just being an incredible 50 50 uh ball guy an energy guy a great defender rebounder just doing those little things and he did all that on saturday and helped us win the game now uh, khalid as you've said time and again is a strong defender down the stretch when you're protecting a lead do you give any more consideration to having him on there playing the three, or do you like having more of a guard-heavy lineup because of the need to, to be averse to turnovers? Do you have another ball handler out there, a good free-throw shooter like a bubble parm? Are these kinds of the, the, the thought processes that go through your head and the coaches' heads when you're considering your crunch time lineups? Well, look, I mean, when you have Bubba Parham, Jose Alvarado, and Michael DeVoe, all three guys on the floor, all three guys are going to be guarded. And a lot of times – we've been playing when guys aren't guarding certain guys on the floor and that becomes hard to manufacture and figure out what are we doing and now we've adjusted offensively you know we've changed a lot of things i think everyone can recognize um uh we've changed a lot we've done which has helped our turnovers with james banks which has created more space and opportunities which has made our offense better it's given us our best our best at this point on on pace of play and and shooting numbers, um, both from two and from three, and getting to the free throw line, and all those type of things. So we're much better uh, in that right now. And um, <clears throat> so um, those adjustments have been good for us. Uh, but you, having the three guards on the floor, because Andy, this is a guards game. <laughs> it's all about a. It's all about the guards. College basketball is a guards game. You're going to win and lose with your guard play. And our guard play doesn't have to score a bunch of points. They have to manage the game. They have to execute. They've got to run the team at a high clip. <clears throat> and um, if they're able to do that, if out of those three guards, if two of the three play really well, we've got a great chance mm-hmm. to win the game. If all three play really well, we, we're going to win the game. If one of the three or none of the three play well, start the bus. You can chalk up the loss in the L column because it's just we're not going to win the game. So, it's all about guard play, and um, so sometimes having those three guards on the floor is good for us offensively. We do give some things away defensively when all three are on the floor because of size and and, and girth, 
and um, and we also give away rebounding, defensive and offensive rebounding when all three are on the floor. So, um, you know, those are things that um, you know that were that were obviously part of the strategy and scheme when we're looking at different lineups to help us win games. Um, and part of that's also those three have helped us in scoring. So, you know, look, it's just it's it's constantly. You, you, you've covered me enough, Andy, that I'm going to sometimes go with lineups or the flow and how things go and based on the on how a certain individual is playing during the course of the game where a lineup is playing. Yeah, well, when you know Jordan has 8.7 rebounds, season-high six assists, you don't just take him out for the sake of taking him out. Well, like I out. tell guys, like Moses Wright and James Banks versus Duke were 12 for 31 from the field. But I couldn't take him out of the game because they played so hard. Their motor was so great their second and third efforts, but yes, they shot terrible and they missed a lot of short shots, but they busted their tail on the glass. They made such a difference. And so I just, that's, that happens when guys are making things happen, especially in the, in the, um, in the category of motor and motor is defense. Motor is rebounding. Motor is 50, 50 or hustle plays, um, deflections, charges, uh, loose balls, all those type of things. That's that's what I really look at. Is Jordan Usher learning better now how to deploy that motor? He's one of those guys that I think has Red Bull in his blood and will just be 100%, 100 miles per hour, 100% of the time. But from watching you work with him in practice, you're trying to get him to understand when to kind of rein it in and then when to go all out and be, you know, that full-blooded Jordan Usher that, that attracted you to him in the first place. Yeah, I mean, look, Andy, Jordan Usher uh, has, has really improved. He's become a better basketball player. He's improved. He's understanding what it takes to become a basketball player. I've told Jordan, you've got to have great – your motor's got to be running in transition offense – in defensive and offensive rebounding. But in, in half-court offense, your motor has to slow down. And he's getting better at becoming a basketball player with his footwork, with not rushing everything. He still has a time or two where he, he, he he's going 100 miles an hour in the half-court, and he predetermines on where he's going, and he gets himself in trouble on that. So that's a work in progress with him. That's part of the development of him getting better. And... Andy, um, uh, but I'm really proud of what he's doing on the glass. I'm proud of him trying to find the make the right play, now the and 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 really find the open man, which is our go-to man. Now that first half versus North Carolina State, we took some bad shots. We had a segment there where Bubba Parm took a bad shot, um, Shambari Phillips took a bad shot, Jordan Usher took a bad shot, and then Bubba Parm took another bad shot. We had about four, four, four possessions of six or seven that we had bad shots. Bad shots are like turnovers. When you're shooting contested twos or contested threes, those aren't the shots we need. And those bad shots lead to transition offense for the other team. It leads to a cancerous, contagious um, um, uh, feel throughout the team that, okay, man, if you're shooting that, then it's my turn. Instead of the shot, uh, it's our shot, we start thinking it's my shot. And so my theory is the open man's the Mm go-to man. I jumped on the guys the first half about that at halftime, about shot selection. And second half, we were much, much better. And um, and part of it, we also took care of the ball better. And 
and, and it helped us get the win. Yeah, certainly did. And that was one that Georgia Tech fans won't forget. Had the hearts in the throats, but 64-58 the final score over North Carolina State on Saturday night. Make sure you be, uh, you join us here in McCamish tomorrow night. Georgia Tech versus Morehouse will preview that matchup a little later on. GT60 is brought to you by your Atlanta area BMW Center's BMW, the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. We'll have more GT60 after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's Tailgate 101. At Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash. That a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment. That building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com is your home for up-to-the-minute Georgia Tech sports news. Log on to RamblinRec.com and you'll find exclusive stories, updated stats, ticket and scheduling information, and much more on the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. Plus, you can tune into live games and coaches show broadcasts from anywhere in the world. Follow your favorite Jackets team online and keep up with Georgia Tech sports news as it happens at RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit HigherRegencyAtlanta.com and use offer code GTEC. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. Also, not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with a nice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. As always, we invite you to be part of the program on GT60. You can drop your questions either on the phone lines or on Twitter. The number to call is 866-477-7020. The hashtag on Twitter is GT60. And a question on Twitter, Coach from Troy, who says only one ACC member right now, and that's Florida State, ranks in the top 50 nationally in free throw percentage. He wants to know what's become of the charity stripe and why have a lot of big-name programs fallen 
in this category over the years. Maybe you agree with that premise, maybe you don't, but let's get your thoughts. No, I mean, look, free throw shooting is so important. We've gotten better with the free throw shooting. We spent a lot of time on it, um, but it's also cost us some games and some of our misses. And, um, you know, right now I do think Florida State's the leading. Is I'd be surprised if they don't win the ACC. I think Florida State's you, really, really good. You called good. that right at the beginning of ACC right, play. Uh, right at the beginning of ACC play. Um, but, yes, free throw shooting is something that is the, – the, you got you got to be really good there. If you're not really good there, you got to be – you better make sure you're good in some other areas because those are free points. And for a team like us or some other teams when you're struggling scoring – um, you need every point you can get, and especially when you don't have any margin for error and you've got those opportunities. It's like Evan Cole missed those two free throws, and that could end up costing us the game. You know, we fortunately we got a stop, or we 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 got no no. I think uh, the kid hit a shot, if I'm not mistaken, or, or no, I can't remember if, if yeah, because it, it could have made it a three or four point game. He missed. Beverly came, came down, down got the, the pull up the, the tied up, up, and then right. James so, got the tip yeah, in to okay. give you guys so, the so lead. So because of that, you know, that could have cost us a game, and then. Um, Jose missed free throws in the first half of front end of one and one. Moses Wright missed a front end of one and one. Those things come can just bite you in the rear. So we were 14 for 21 from the free throw line versus North Carolina State, but we missed some key ones. But no, we free throwing, making free throws. I don't know why other teams in the league aren't. I'm surprised Notre Dame's not. Maybe because of Mooney's not a great free throw shooter. I don't know, but. Uh, um, you know, we're just all like we all we can control is us. That's the controllables, and we just got to figure it out and put the ball in the basket on the free throw line. Now, Jose made those two free throws after he got. I think that was steal number eight when North Carolina State had the ball down by two. Shot clock was off, and that helped essentially clinch that game. Yep. With Jose, 26 points. Now we saw him. He committed six turnovers against Louisville, but also brought a lot of good to the floor. Well, do you do you have to manage Jose's <laughs> fearlessness sometimes with the imperviousness to risk that sometimes causes him to make passes that, that you'd prefer he wouldn't. Well, look, Jose's like Brett Favre. You know, he's a gunslinger, and he plays so hard, kind of like we were talking about at the top of the show about Kobe Bryant's, you know, competitive excellence and competitive fire. Um, Jose Alvarado has that. He wants to win so bad. Um, he he's driven. He he. It matters. The 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 fire in his belly to find a way to win, is um, is just you know you can't teach that. There's no drill to to get that better, or when someone doesn't have it. But because of that, we're trying to teach him, and he's improved a lot. That that you've got to be able to make the right decisions and channel your competitive fire. So what you are about defensively, offensively, 50-50 balls. You've got to then take that that fire and channel it offensively and recognize how precious every possession is, and you can't gunsling it and try to throw it between four people by the tiniest of all margins for a home run play because you have that competitive juices in you. That you've got to be you've got to be better about that, and especially at your position on running, on being a point guard. But I don't want him to lose his his competitive spirit, competitive excellence is competitive fire, so it's definitely a balance. And and let me say this. <clears throat> in the Louisville game, first off, we were down, we were up. Jose had that three in front of our bench. If it goes in, it, uh, you know, in the second half. And that's where I'm talking about us being able to go through the door, being able to close, being able to finish. But um, we got down 11 with under five minutes to go. 
and we came roaring back and and we had two great opportunities Moses right to beat to, to to take the lead Moses right misses a shot right at the rim uh, whether he got I, he got fouled but he also fouled the guy to get the ball, so it canceled itself out. Cause, I was worried we'd have another Mike Bray situation no, no, no. here. I'm glad you, you qualified that. He he, yeah. he did get fouled, but he fouled the guy prior <laughs> to getting the basketball. So it all canceled each other out there. Um, but uh, um, <clears throat> so, but he, but he's still in that situation. You still got to be able to score that. And then on the way back, um, you know, we were de- we were up we were down two, and um, they missed a free throw, and uh, I told Michael DeVoe and Jose Alvarado, "I want to go for the win. We are going for the. We're gonna. We're gonna run it. We're gonna shoot. We're, we had a play designed to shoot a three. Now, the play was designed was not. I told Michael because Michael works on the shot all the time. You walk in and you step in and shoot the three, um, and he and he's he's must have shot that shot over fifty thousand times in his life, mm-hmm. thinking about for the game winner and and this and that, and so. Um, he came in, the guy guarding him backed off because they were worried about Jose at the nail, at the free throw line, backed off hands down, and Michael DeVoe, at one point in the season, was the leading three-point shooter in the country, stepped in wide open three with the guys, him with the guy three or four feet off of him, hands down, and he had a great look, and that thing rimmed out. And uh, I had no issue with the shot. Uh, we were going for the win. I wanted to go for the win. Um... And that's part of being, you know, you're going to take some calculated risk as a head coach. Um, you've got to make those type of decisions. And we went for the win, and it was a great shot by the person that's one of the best three-point shooters, and um, it unfortunately rimmed out. And then you didn't have Michael DeVoe for the North Carolina State game, which underscored the value of having Jose and all that he brought to both ends of the floor. Yeah, uh, well, it, he brought both ends. He, he, he brought so much to the floor, Andy. And, and, but it's also, you see, I had to give him a little rest here yeah. and there because he's doing everything he can defensively, rebounding, 50-50 balls. He, Jose did an incredible job versus Jordan Nawara, a possible All-American candidate and Player of the Year candidate in, in the ACC. He was fantastic against him. Um, and but in our game versus North Carolina State, I had him guard Markel Johnson. I had I need him because without DeVoe, he needed to run the offense. He also needed to score. He needed to do this. He needed to do that. So there's a couple times where Jose said he was tired. I said, Hey man, suck it up. You can rest this weekend. You you got tomorrow off. Deal with it right now. We need to get through it. He said, I got you, coach. And so, um, you know, he he just he toughed it out and, and helped us find a way to win. Challenge accepted, certainly. GT60 presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Coming up, we'll have a Coca-Cola ACC refresher. Continue to break down Georgia Tech versus NC State. Continue to preview Georgia Tech versus Morehouse as they clash tomorrow. And we got Camus. Notre Dame on Saturday as well, too. We'll get to that as well. Great. we got some time. It's GT60 here on the Georgia Tech. Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit buyfordnow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. 
Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It's subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's gotta be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day, race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us, drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And let's get you in at Coca-Cola ACC refreshers, shall we? They are at the break in Raleigh, North Carolina 39, NC State 35. Alongside our game tomorrow, number five, Florida State travels to John Paul Jones Arena. That should be a good one. Seminoles take on Virginia. Syracuse heads to Clemson. Orange have gotten hot. I think they've won five in a row now. Virginia Tech is at Miami. Pittsburgh goes to Duke. Then on Wednesday, it's Notre Dame home for Wake Forest. Georgia Tech, of course, travels to the Joyce Center on Saturday. And then Louisville takes on Boston College in Chestnut Hill. That is your Coca-Cola ACC refresher. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola tastes the feeling. Georgia Tech versus Morehouse, 7.30 tip time tomorrow at McCamish. This was your ACC midweek bye. A lot of teams opt to take the full week off. You want to get your guys still in the rhythm of playing two games every week. Uh, give us well, the me, backstory on how the game came about. Yeah, let me, let me explain that. Um, <clears throat> so part of it um, I don't like having the buys. I just prefer to play in every week, two games a week and stay in the routine. And I did that when I was at Memphis. And if you notice, since I've even been here, we our only buy we had was last year. Uh, and that was the final game of the season, um, of the regular season. Otherwise, I've never had a buy here. Uh, I'm not a big believer in the buys. However, we do have two buys this year, which I didn't like. I just prefer that the max buys we get is one. So because of that, we we um, we needed to schedule a game in one of the two bye weeks, and that happened to be tomorrow. I um, <clears throat> a few things with that. Um, you know, Jordan Usher I knew was not going to be eligible until after, you know, the semester in December. So I wanted the extra game also 
for that reason because it gave us another game to have Jordan there uh, with us in our full complement. Secondly, it's hard. You know, we would have tried it. We would have played a power five tomorrow if there was a power five to play. But, you know, at this point of the season, basically heading into February, there's just not no one was going to be able to play uh, from the power five level because they're in their midst of their conference season. So based on that, we wanted to say, let's get let's find an opportunity for a team locally and, and make it a real kind of community event, something for the city. And we thought Morehouse was a great opportunity for them. It was a great opportunity for us. Two great um, universities, institutes that uh, really impact um, the students and the student athletes, um, but that people that graduate from both places really end up changing the world for the better with all the 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 stuff that that they do from <clears throat> from both Morehouse and Georgia Tech. So it's it's a great deal. And, and we respect everyone we play. I understand they're not in the ACC, and people have asked me, well, could there be a drop-off? And I says, I, 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 we're treating this game the same as we prepare for Notre Dame on Saturday. Our preparation is the same. Uh, we got film session tonight. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're locked in and uh, because we know um, if you don't bring it every single time you step on the floor, I don't care who you play, you can get beat. When you play with poor energy, as we saw earlier in the year, prior to Christmas, you're, you can get beat and get embarrassed. So you've got to bring it. Um, and so, and you know, you look at, to, for us to get to a championship level program, as I've talked about, as is my burning desire, as, the, as it just boils deep in my <laughs> gut, and, and, and for us to get there, you know, and I'm thinking about that every waking moment, how do we do that? One of the things is it doesn't matter who the opponent is. You have that type of energy. And, and our team's done it. I mean, our crowd on Saturday has been was great. What a lift they gave us. Every game, the crowd's been so good. We're so appreciative of them. But they, I think they've really bought into this team. They've liked how hard the team plays. And our teams play hard because we are good defensively. They scrap. They fight. They claw. When we're down, we find a way to come back. Um, so the fans understand that's a Georgia Tech way. That's the Georgia Tech blue-collar way. That's the rolling the sleeves up, putting the working boots on, putting the hard hat on, and going to work. That's the Georgia Tech way. Um, so they've bought into the team. But the next step, it doesn't matter who we play. We've got to have that same tenacity every second, every possession. Every EPIP, every possession is precious. And... Um, so that is something that we that is important for us, and uh, uh, and that's and that's what we got to do. That's what we've got to be able to do to take the next step to help us get through that door is to be at that level. And um, so we have great respect for Morehouse. Um, uh, coach Brewer does a great job for their head coach, and uh, we'll just have to be ready to go. We need it's great for the community tomorrow, and hopefully Georgia Tech gets a win. Oh, you know Morehouse is going to be fired up to take their crack at. A crosstown school that plays in the ACC. So, like you said, you guys will be certainly ready for them. 7.30 when we tip off tomorrow. Our network pregame coverage begins at 7 o'clock. We'll do a joint chiropractic adjustments for the week and wrap things up here with the head coach, Josh Pastor. It is GT60. First, though, let us remind you that GT60 is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. We'll wrap things up here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Andy Demetri, Josh Pastner, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow at McCamish, 7.30 tip time, Georgia Tech and Morehouse College, a Morehouse team that's been very successful the last two seasons. They've won 45 games. They come in 9-9 nine and nine this year. They're a top 25 team nationally in offensive rebounds per game in Division Two, Coach. So as we look ahead to our joint chiropractic adjustments, what are some areas you're looking to sharpen coming off last week's game beginning this week and obviously with an eye towards Notre Dame, keeping this momentum going uh, based on the, the win Saturday versus NC State? Yeah, no question. Um, <clears throat> a few things. they got a couple guys that can really shoot the ball. I mean, number one, number three, they got a few other guys uh, that can really uh, 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 shoot it. Um, they're, like you mentioned, they're a really good offensive rebounding team. Uh, they play 11, 12 guys. So they're going to play, uh, you know, multiple guys. They press. They get. They, they will do different things, uh, full court and in the half court. So we're going to have to play well. This is a good team. They're well coached by Coach Brewer. Uh, they've got good talent. And um, um, you know, look, if you don't bring the energy, and you are not ready to play from the tip, in this day and age, and based on us, that we have no margin for error. And we're right now. I don't. I don't expect Michael Devoe to play. That um, 
um, you know, you if you're not ready to go, you can get beat. And so we don't. We're in, we're in a position where there's no margin for error. We've got to play with such great fire and pace and energy. That's just who we got to be, and that's what we got to do. All right, I'm sure that is a message you will convey to your guys in about 30 minutes when you have the film study for Morehouse. And again, we'll see you tomorrow at 7:30 at McCamish. That wraps up this week's edition of GT60. Coach, we appreciate it. Thank you, Andy. All right, he's head coach Josh Pastor for our network engineer Miller Pope, Dan Cords inside the network studios. I'm Andy Demetra, thanking you once again for listening to another edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.